party people. Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I am your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week on the show, I am joined by Stentor Danielson for a game of Laser Kittens. Laser Kittens is the adorable role-playing game of foster kittens trying to master their use of lasers, which they shoot from their eyes that cause all sorts of feline magic, to learn the lessons of being a full-grown cat and to find their forever homes. It is one of my favorite games that I've played in a long time, and I say that as someone that plays a lot of games. Part of that is because there's a little monster sitting next to me that I love with all of my heart. I love you, Cleo. I'm going to let you sleep so you don't bite me. Stentor is one half of Glitter Cat's Fine Amusements, the team behind the original Laser Kittens. They are also kickstarting More Kittens, which is the first ever Laser Kittens expansion, which includes alternate settings, rules for new animals, and pertinent to this podcast, two-player rule. You can find a link to that Kickstarter in the show notes. And with that, let's go ahead and get right into it. I'm going to throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, I am sitting down with Stentor Danielson. Stentor, thanks so much for coming on Party of One. Thank you for having me. So, real quick at the top of the show, why don't you introduce us to the game that we're playing this week, as well as any other projects you're working on that you want the audience at home to know about. Sure. So the game that we're playing is called Laser Kittens. It's a game about tiny foster kittens learning to grow up to be awesome cats. Uh, and so this game was co-designed by myself and Cheyenne Grimes. And our current project is that we are doing a Kickstarter for a expansion to the game. Uh, so we published the, the base game and it came with this cool deck of kitten cards that you could use to play laser kittens or all your other favorite card games. And we uh, are now doing a second edition of the kitten cards with all new adorable kitten art on every card, which I wish I could show all the folks at home, but this is an audio only format. So you'll have to check out our, our webpage to see. Yes. You'll, have to take our, you'll have to take our word for it that they're very cute. Yes. Um, and then along with that, we are doing a book of additional uh, scenarios for the game, as well as hacks, so that you can use the same basic game system to play as various other sorts of things besides uh, kittens. So we're going to have one about puppies, we're going to have one about octopuses, we're going to have one about dragons, uh, and a whole bunch of other really cool stuff. Oh, that's so exciting. That sounds wonderful. I'm really, I'm very, very excited. That's going to be good. That's going to be a good, good thing. I'm, I'm pumped. I'm, I'm all excited. <laughs> all right. Awesome. So I believe also in the, also in the included rules is a two player hack of laser kittens, which is what we will be playing today. Yep. Yep. Fantastic. Well, why don't we go ahead and dive in? Let's go through all of our character creation and prep stuff and then play through a little bit of laser kittens. All right. Sounds good. So, uh, for the game of Laser Kittens, to get started, we have a bunch of choices to make off of uh, some lists that we've got, and I will send you a link to that. Fantastic. So what we've each got uh, to work with is a deck of playing cards. We've taken out the face cards and jokers. Mm -hmm. And so to get started, you should draw five of these cards. And that is your starting hand of cards. And the first thing that we're going to pick out is that we are each going to pick our laser. So in the world of laser kittens, uh, every cat has a laser, which is their special secret superpower that humans don't know about. Uh, although if you ever catch a cat and its eyes are kind of glowing, mm -hmm. it's been using its laser, mm. right? Interesting. As tiny kittens, we're just learning how to use our lasers. 
So they don't always do exactly what we want them to do. But we have a a particular laser that has power in a kind of particular domain. Mm -hmm. So on the list of lasers there, you're going to see that they have each a a color and a number. So you're going to pick one of the lasers that matches the color and number of one of the cards in your hand. And that will be your uh, character's laser. Fantastic. How many cards did you say to draw? Five. Five. Perfect. Three, four, five. And I'm going to draw my five cards and I'm going to pick one of the cards, one of the cards to match one of the lasers. And I'm going to send you, if it's helpful, a link to a a Google Doc where we can keep track of uh, these things if we want. So you can just copy and paste into there. All right. So I'll let you pick your laser first so I don't duplicate yours. I am going to pick the uh the black eight which is clue 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 important information becomes known to those who want it bad enough all right that's a good one so i think then i am going to pick uh red one so in in this game an ace is a one Mm -hmm. so i'm going to pick red one zoo 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 uh non-felines of the world appear at the window on tv or in your home so once you've done that, you can discard that card, draw another one into your hand. All right. So then the next thing that we want to pick out is uh, some situations, some things that are going on. So we mm-hmm. are foster kittens, which means that we were found somewhere out on the street, cold and hungry. We were brought to the local animal shelter, yep. and then they found a foster family to take us in and raise us so that we can, you know, get a little bigger, we can um, get socialized to humans. And then uh, in, at some point in, you know, a month or so after uh, we were taken in, then we'll be big enough to get all of our shots and everything and go find our forever home. Mm. So on the next page of the document, there is a list of situations, things that might be going on uh, at our foster home. So we are each going to pick one of those in the same way that we picked our laser, mm-hmm. based on one of the cards in your hand. I am going to go with the red 10, which is the humans have interesting paper, have piles of interesting papers lying around. I was just about to take that one. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go with red 3. Uh-oh, it's kitten bath time. Oh, no, not kitten bath time. Yep. Then next, we're going to pick out the classes that we are taking. So as foster kittens, we are learning how to become cats. And so we are taking some classes here Mm -hmm. at our foster home. So in this case, we're each going to pick two classes off the list there. So I'm going to go with a black six for astronomy. Okay. I think I'm going to go for a black 10 for physics. Okay, I'm going to go with, let's do interior design, red five. Very good one, very good one, and we'll go with, let's go with red two for first aid. Okay, and so in this game, we need to have five total classes that we are taking, so I will randomly choose the last one. I got a red two there, which is first aid, which we already picked, uh, Red one, culinary arts. Culinary arts. So that will be our last class. Okay. 
and then the last thing that we have to pick from these lists to get ourselves started is some NPCs. All right. So you'll see there's two lists of NPCs. One is called professors. These are all adult cats. Mm -hmm. So the adult cats are our professors. They're teaching us how to cat. Then the second list is other creatures, which includes humans and other sorts of pets. So we're each going to pick two NPCs. There needs to be between the two of us at least one professor and at least one human. And then the other two can be whatever, more professors, more humans, uh, other animals, etc. I am definitely going to throw down the red eight for Maisha, a visitor who is also very allergic to cats. Okay, good. So we've got at least one human in the mix. I'm going to go with red 10 for Professor Julius. He's seen some stuff in his life on the streets, but now he just wants to cuddle. Mm. I mean, same, honestly. <laughs> yes. Professor Julius, based on a real cat. Uh, as are many of these uh, professors. I am, I am, de I am delighted, delighted to hear this. And also, I think I would almost be a little disappointed if this was not a collection of, of real lovely cats. Yeah, some of ours, some of our backers from the first Kickstarter. And I think I'm going to. Let me see. Let me look through the professors. I'm going to throw down the black eight for Professor Puka, an expert at getting into places that cats should not be. Okay. And I'm going to mix it up a bit. Black three, we're going to get a rabbit, Fred. Hmm. A hyperactive little poofball. Yep. Oh, that's going to that's gonna be trouble. That's, that's, that's going to be trouble right there. Mm-hmm. And what was the situation that you picked? The situation that I picked was uh, piles of piles of papers. Okay. All right, so now we need to, now that we've kind of picked all the things off of these lists, mm -hmm. make sure your hand is drawn back up to five. Yes, we indeed. need to uh, kind of flesh out our uh, our characters that we've got a little bit. So we yeah. need to pick you know, name and pronouns for ourselves, think a bit about what you look like and your personality, and then you also need to pick grades in the classes. Okay. So we are both taking the same five classes, and so you're going to have two classes that you've got an A in, two that you've got a B in, and one that you've got a C in. And this matters because whenever you are trying to do something that relates in some way to a class then you can get an advantage in doing that if you've got an A in that class, and you get a disadvantage at doing that if you've got a C in gotcha. that class. And when I say that it relates to uh, the class, you can kind of go wild with making those connections. So, for example, if you're trying to jump up onto uh, you know, a table or a shelf, then you know if you had an A in, say, gymnastics, well, that would be an obvious connection. But you could also argue that, well, I have an A in film studies, and we've been watching kung fu movies in our mm -hmm. film studies class. And so that's going to help me make this jump. So however you want to, however you want to go with that. Uh, so you want to pick out your grades in uh, the five classes, two A's, two B's, and one C. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go with an A in culinary arts. I'm going to go with an A in, I kind of love an A in physics, honestly. I feel like that's going to be very fun. 
And I think I'm going to go with a C in physics for exactly that same reason. I think a C in I think a C in interior design would be very fun. And then my B's are in astronomy and first aid. Okay. I've got a C in physics, A's in astronomy and interior design. My name is going to be Hamhawk. And she, her. Okay, so we got a food theme. Hamhawk named the... after her favorite treat, which is what earned her the A in culinary arts. Okay. No one knows. No one knows how she got a hold of the ham hock, but it made it made Christmas dinner a little bit tight last year. All right. So I'm. I'll also name myself after my favorite treat that I've stolen from the humans, which is cheese sandwich. Cheese sandwich is a good cat name. And I'll go ahead and be he him. Okay. Our um, local foster home had a cat named Turkey Hoagie. And I've, I've thought about that that cat name for a very long time. So cheese sandwich is already very close uh-huh. to my heart. Excellent. Excellent. Um, all right. So why don't I run through the mechanics of the game and then we can kind of introduce our characters and start playing. Does that Sounds sound good? Sounds great. Sounds fantastic. All right. So you've got your hand of five cards. You will always have five cards in your hand whenever you play a card from your hand. Uh, you discard it and immediately draw back up to fill it. If you run out of cards in your deck, you reshuffle the discard into a new pile. You should also take another five cards and put them face down next to you. Okay. So don't look at what these cards are. These cards represent your laser. Got it. So during the game, when you want to do normal kinds of stuff and you're you know, not sure how it's going to turn out, then you would bid a card from your hand to say, this is how how bad I want to succeed, and this is, you know, how hard I'm able to try mm-hmm. at this. Then you would, the other person would bid against you, and the higher card would uh, determine who gets to describe how that all works out. So if you win, you get to describe how you do it. If you fail, uh, the other person gets to describe how uh, you failed at it. Makes sense. And when you're comparing card values, red cards are negative numbers. So the best card you can have is a black 10. The worst card you can have is a red 10. Okay. And as I said before, aces are ones. Cool. Makes sense. If you are doing something that relates to one of your classes, if it's relating to a class that you have an A in, then you get to pull two more cards off the deck, and you can choose one of those in addition to something out of your hand. Okay. Anything you don't use that you pulled from the deck, put in your discard. If you're doing something that relates to the class you have a C in, then you shuffle your hand and randomly set aside two cards and pick from the three that are left. Got it. To make your bid. So that's for doing normal kinds of stuff uh, during the course of a scene. If you decide you want to use your laser, you want to you set off this laser and, uh, and do something with it, then you will flip over all those cards in your laser, you will add them up, and you will, uh, based on that, determine if your laser does something helpful for you, which you get to narrate, or if it does something unhelpful or backfires in some way, which the other person gets uh, to narrate. 
Uh, so for example, uh, I was playing a game where someone had the laser 222, which doubles things. Sure. And the kittens were being chased by some rats. And the person said, I'm going to use my laser and I'm going to try to double the distance between us and the rats. But they got a negative result. And so what ended up happening was they doubled the number of rats chasing them. Yep. Uh, so it, it did something in the, in the, the theme of the laser, but that was, uh, you know, bad for them. Right. And you can kind of scale that to the, the scale of how well or poorly your laser number came out. So it can go as high as positive 39. If you've got uh, all the black 10s and 9s, or it can go as low as negative uh, uh, 39. And so if you get out towards those extremes, go ahead and go wild with what the laser is doing. So the example I like to use for that is there's a laser called Shoo 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 that makes things go away. And there was a human that the kittens didn't like, and he was coming up to the kitten room to uh, mess with them. And so this person used their laser, uh, hoping to just like make him remember that he left the oven on or something. But they got this like astronomical result. It was like a 35 or something. And so they said, okay, what this actually does now is that it erases him from history so that he never existed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So if you get a a really uh, extreme result on that laser, you can, you know, really exercise your creativity in coming up with something. Very good. I'm I'm very excited. All right. So the game is organized in uh, a series of scenes. Each scene begins with bidding for the role of class captain. So the class captain is kind of like a temporary GM type of role. So we each uh, give our idea of the kind of premise of the next scene. Like, I think in the next scene, the kitten should try to get into the basement. Mm-hmm. And somebody else may be like, I think in the next scene, the kittens should uh, try to find the professor. And then we each put out a bid from our of a card from our hand, and whoever has the higher bid gets to be the class captain for that scene. So you kind of set the scene. You have primary responsibility over NPCs and stuff in that scene. Okay. Makes sense. If your character joins that scene, and so with two players, we're probably going to both be in most of the scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, if your character enters that scene, you're going to take one of the cards from your laser pile and flip it over. Okay. So the more scenes you're in before you use that laser, the more information you get about what cards you've got in there. However, once you've flipped the fourth card of your laser, you have to use your laser in that scene that you just entered. Mm-hmm. Because you're, the, the power of that laser has just been building up inside you. You can't quite contain it anymore. That laser has to go off during that next uh, scene. Makes sense. At the end of the scene... Each of us is going to draw one more card from our deck, and we will essentially judge each other or grade each other based on, during that scene, were you acting in a way that is mature and responsible and like a grown-up cat should, or were you acting in an immature, irresponsible, kittenish kind of way? Mm-hmm. Um, and based on that, we will decide whether uh, to let the other person take that card that we've drawn from the deck and swap it for a card in their laser. So if I draw a good card, you know, like a black eight, uh, and you say, you know what, you are acting very responsibly in that last scene, then I can take that black eight and I can swap it for something 
in my laser. So maybe I have a red card in my laser and I'm going to switch it with that uh, card that I just drew. And so now my laser is going to be better when I finally mm. use it. That makes sense. So you can only use your laser once per scene, but then it'll reset to five face down cards at the end of the scene. Cool. All right. I love it. All right. So I think that's it for uh, for rules. Uh, so tell me about Hamhawk. Hamhawk is a is a foodie. She is she has a taste for the finer things. Uh, she got her name because she stole a ham hock from the from the Christmas ham soup, and no one knows how she got up there because she's not that she's not that large. She defied all laws all laws of nature getting up on top of the counter and grabbed a ham hock and snuck off with it. But she has a taste for the finer things. She's constantly trying to angle to get a hold of not just the cat food, but you know. Real, real treats. the The kind of food that that is deserving of of a more sophisticated palate, you know, like potato chips. Mm-hmm. Of course. And so that is that is Ham Hawk in a nutshell. She is an explorer. She is a foodie. She is extremely good at appearing places that reasonably it should be impossible to get to. Okay. So cheese sandwich is kind of the opposite. So cheese sandwich is, uh, in theory, a white cat, mm-hmm. but always just looks really dingy and uh, slightly matted fur. Uh, he got his name for his favorite food, which he was found uh, fishing out of the garbage. Okay. Uh, he likes to get into the dirtiest little crevices in the house. Uh, they've had to kind of tape over some of the vents that because he is a very, very small kitten, he was able to kind of get at least partway into and come out kind of covered in, in dust and stuff. He's killed a lot of bugs, mm-hmm. uh, including some stink bugs around the house. Uh, and an unfortunate casualty, given what happens when you kill a stink bug. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, that's so that's cheese sandwich. I love it. I I I, I, I treasure them both, and I'm happy to have them in my life. Excellent. All right. So if we want to get started with our first scene, uh, yeah. If we each think of an idea of what should be happening in this first scene, and then choose a card from your hand to be your bid to be class captain for the first scene. Okay. So uh, I think my pitch for the first scene is it is bath time. And, and I think, you know, nobody, nobody really enjoys bath time. So I think I would love if our first scene was, was perhaps some form of a, like, you know, we get word that it's bath time and then we have to have our dramatic bath time getaway. Okay. So I'm going to then propose a scene based on our other situation where there are these, uh, piles of papers all around. And, uh, Maisha has been working furiously on these papers, but she has stepped away for some reason. And the papers, uh, are wide open for, okay. for any kittens. So you've got your bid? Uh, yes, I do. All right. So what do you got? I'm throwing down a black two. All right. Well, I've got a red three. So right. you win that one. So Sounds good. Uh, set the scene for us. All right. Uh, so the scene is um, we are, I think this is a small two floor, like a small two floor sort of duplex house, right? So it's not mm-hmm. especially large. There's two floors, probably about like five or six rooms. 
And, you know, all throughout this tiny house, you can hear, like, you can hear that noise. I think we kind of get a little bit of a uh, Jurassic Park setup where you kind of, like, see a glass of water start to rattle a little bit as the mm-hmm. as the bathtub starts to fill up. And, like, both of our heads just kind of peek up, you know, ears twitching. Tails, like, tails lowering to the ground, and it's just, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no. Don't like this. No. Okay, so we're both going to be in this scene, it sounds Mm -hmm. like, so flip over one of your laser cards. Alrighty. There. I flipped over the black seven. Alright, I got a black ten to start, so my laser's looking pretty good uh, thus far. I've still got four four face-down mystery cards. Alright, so yeah, so... um, so cheese sandwich, you know, sees the the ripples in the glass and hears hears this, um, and cheese sandwich, you know, you you expect that he's not a big fan of baths. Oh yeah, for um, sure. So he's he's very alert to this, um, and he kind of nuzzles up to Hamhawk and it's like, I think it's bath time. I think it's bath time. Come on, we have to run. And you have to run. Hamhawk is very like calm and methodical. Is like no, they expect us to run. We need to hide. If we run, we're out in the open. They'll scoop us up. It's happened to us five, six times by now. You need to know better than this. We. I think you see Cheese Sandwich <laughs> trying to count the five times off on his little toe beans, mm-hmm. trying to remember these these experiences of baths. We need to find somewhere. We need to find somewhere quiet. We need to find somewhere out of the way to hide. If we can, if we can get out of sight, just maybe we'll be out of we'll be out of out of hot water. Well, do you do you know any good hiding spots? I knew a, I knew like three of them, and they like taped over the vents. <sighs> I can. I think maybe there's. So it's a it's a risky gambit because it's technically next to the bathroom, but there okay. is the linen closet, and there's all those there's all those racks of, of nice soft fuzzy towels. If we were to just be a couple fuzzballs inside of a fuzzy closet, I think we would blend right in. Okay, okay, I, I like the way you think. Okay, but we got to sneak past the bathroom to get there. This is the challenge. Okay. So I think this is a, a good opportunity for our first uh, little bid for success there. Uh, so if you want to to sneak past the, the bathroom, you can put out your bid for that. Yes, uh, indeed. If, if you think it relates to one of your classes, you can make the case for that. Uh, I would probably... Or I don't think it necessarily relates to any of the classes. I don't think the sneaking, the sneaking relates, pack, relates past anything. Okay, so you just put out a straight-up bid there. All right. And I will place a bid uh, against you. All right, I have placed my bid. I'm bidding the black six. All right, I bid a red four. All right. So you do it. Tell us how you do it. Um, I think it is is immediately chaos, right? Like, I think think Fred, you know, all, all of us, the professors, Fred, you and I, like, all just you know, once it once they once they start scooping once they start scooping us up for bats, it's just pandemonium. Mm-hmm. And I think 
you know, we wait and like real flat, we just kind of like almost the cat version of an army crawl, like sneak under, sneak past the front door, you know, look around like, come on, come on, come on, quick, quick, quick. Mm-hmm. And we get and we find our, we navigate, we pass, you know, we pass the bathroom, Fred barrels past us like, no, 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 you're not going to get me, you're not going to get me, you're not going to scooped up. And then, like, we find ourselves right in front of the, the big, partially, probably, like, less open and more, like, a jar linen closet full of the mm. soft, fuzzy, warm towels. Yeah, yeah. So, we, we dash in there. I think Cheese Sandwich kind of peeks out and sees uh, Fred being grabbed and is like, no, Fred! Leave him. It's too late for him now. I mean... He is a, a rabbit, so maybe maybe rabbits like bats. That's true. Maybe it's could, different for them. Who knows? Who knows what they like? Honestly, that's true. That's true. But we're safe in the linen closet now. Well, we've still got one problem. What's that? We're on the floor now. They'll they'll spot us. They'll spot us easily. The key is to get. And she cranes her neck all the way back up to the the towering, infinitely high top shelf. You know, Mm -hmm. where, like, the old blankets that no one really uses anymore are. Uh Uh-huh. Up there, nobody find us. That's where the magic spot is. there's so much dust up there. Oh, it's full of dust and dirt. Oh, man. Oh. It's the promised land. Okay. So we gotta climb up there. That's the key. Can we climb? Right, so I, we jump. We can make our way up. Okay. So I think cheese sandwich is gonna gonna go first. Okay. And since we're in the the linen closet, I think my my A in interior design is gonna help me climb up I here. I can see that. I can see that. Okay. So I'm gonna gonna pull two more cards that I can choose from. Okay. So I've got my bid. All right. I have mine as well. All right. I've got a black 10. I have a red 2. All right. I, I would complain that I wasted that, but that was one of the one the extra ones I drew off the deck, so I couldn't mm. have kept it couldn't have kept it anyway. I think it's the right call. Okay. Yeah, so so cheese sandwich uh kind of calculates the right route among all these different uh sheets and and things there's like a a couple full uh fitted sheets that are just kind of wadded in there because you know nobody can actually fold those things neatly sure sure, Uh, sure. and so they're kind of hanging out a little bit and so he can like jump and get his claws into them and he kind of makes his way up from from sheet to towel to blanket and Mm -hmm. finally gets all the way up to the top where there's this musty old quilt that he kind of burrows himself into. Uh, not quite sure if he's like between the folds of the quilt or getting like inside the batting or, or whatever. Uh, it's kind of a mess up here, but, but he's up and he kind of peeks over the, the edge and, and yells down to, to Han, Hamhawk. It's good. Come on up. All right. And she rears back her legs and she looks at it and she runs, you know, the, the facts and figures run in front of her face. And she just gives herself one massive, like, one massive, like, leap with all of her might to, like, make it in one, one inhuman fell swoop. And I, I, I am specifically invoking my A in physics to just hurdle okay. myself through the cosmos. Or okay. hurdle myself through the skies. 
All right, you got your bid. So I'm going to draw two cards. All right. And look at the bid. I have my bid. All right. What do you got? I have a black nine. I also have a black nine. Okay. What happens when we tie is that uh, something else happens to kind of take the scene in a sideways direction. Uh, So... I will propose that what happens is that uh, Hamhawk makes that leap uh, and is uh, not quite going to make it when Professor Puka's paw comes popping out from between the blankets and grabs her uh, and pulls her up there. Absolutely. So we are now in the presence of Professor Puka in the top of the linen closet. I absolutely love it. That also seems like that could be a good spot to break uh, for the next scene. Yes, I think so. All right. So we're each going to draw the top card off of our deck here. Okay. And so then we're going to, you'll tell me what card you've got, and I'll tell you whether I think that your your actions during this last scene uh, earn you the right to swap that card with something that you've got in your laser. And you can swap for both face-up and face-down cards. So... Uh, okay, and, and do I... do I if, I if if I've earned it, do I have to swap it, or can I discard it? You, you can choose to discard it. Okay. Yeah, you can decide that you still don't even want it, even if I say you've... Okay, because I drew the black uh, one, so it's not the worst option. Yeah, so I, I think that you, you did pretty well. And so I'm, I would say that you could have that if you want it, uh, if you wanted to take the risk of swapping it for one of your face down cards. Um, but you know, if you're, if you don't want to do that, you can, uh, just say thank you and discard it. I think I'm going to say thank you and discard it. Okay. I don't, I don't like the odds of swapping it for a higher Mm -hmm. black. Okay. So I actually also got a black one. Okay. I think that you've I think that you've earned that. I think that you, you okay. showed a remarkable aptitude for climbing. You true you you tapped into your, your knowledge of interior design. You applied your learning on the field. Okay. Well, I am going to take the risk and try swapping it in. I'm gonna turn over the card I'm swapping it for and see how bad Oh jeez. <laughs> Just lost a black nine. Oh no. See that. that's what I didn't want to happen. That's what I didn't want to happen. I, I was like, I have slightly better than like fifty fifty odds, right? Uh, uh, it was a terrible decision, uh, but that's that's what happens when you're a tiny kitten. Mm-hmm. Uh, you make terrible decisions. All right, so that brings us to the the end of the scene. Um, and when I swapped that for a face down card, I put it in face down, right? Because the face up face down tracks how many scenes you've been in and at what point you need to uh, use your laser. Got it. Okay, so now we we bid to decide what happens in the next scene. All right. Um, I am thinking in the next scene, what I would like to propose, I'm going to put down my card, and what I would like to propose is that Professor Puka is not just up here because, uh, not just hiding up here because he does not want to get a bath, though he certainly does not want to get a bath. I believe he's also hiding up here because he has word that among these papers is something very, very important and very special that that 
he he wants to retrieve, and now that we're up here, we may be along with this ride with him. Okay. So, I'm gonna say that um, Professor Puka has a mission for us to end bath time forever. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Okay. So, what was your bid? My bid was a black then? four. Okay, so my bid was a red eight. All right. So you are class captain a second time. So I will flip over that laser. Yep. And it is a black I will flip three. Over that one. So, All right, so set the scene for us. Uh, we've been up here for a few minutes. I think um, I think Professor Puka has just given us like the rundown that somewhere among these papers, somewhere among the papers that Maisha has been hard at work on, there is it's it's a rumor more than anything. It's 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 a legend. I I would dare say not even a rumor. It is more of a legend that among these papers, if we can get to if we can get to the pile of papers. There might just be, it's, it's foolhardy to even talk about it, but there might just be a recipe, a recipe for bison chili, which means if we can confirm this, it means there is bison meat in the house. Bison meat sounds even better than a cheese sandwich. I, I I didn't even think it was real. I thought it was just something that parents told their kittens to let them drift off comfortably to sleep. Right? I am. We have to get. We have to. We have to at least know that it's out there, right? We have to at least find the papers, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Puka. What do we have to do? What's what is? What is the objective? Let me ask you. What is the objective that Puka tells us we have to do? Like, what what's going to be the task that we have to overcome in this scene to get to these papers that tell us that there is bison meat and will presumably give us an idea of where to get that bison meat? Okay. So, I think the... The challenge uh, to get to so are we going for the recipe or are we going straight for the bison meat uh i think that we have to go for the recipe first to confirm that the bison meat is here because i don't think we have we have firm knowledge i think it's more rumor than that that anything that there's actually meat in the house okay so i think that uh that step one is that so you know as cats we can't read the recipe Mm -hmm. but the recipes usually have pictures on them Mm. so we need to figure out what a bison looks like okay and so professor puka has also seen that uh Along with her papers, Maisha has a small device that shows all kinds of different pictures. And she talks to it sometimes. So it could show us a picture of a bison 
so that we could identify the recipe paper. All right. If we can find if we can find her little box and and talk to it and ask it for a picture of a bison. It's just risky enough to work. Well, the smart, I mean the good the good news is we know where Maisha keeps her little box and that is in the little bag that Maisha carries around. So we just have to get to the bag, get the bu- right. get the box, get a picture of a bison, find the papers, and that tells us that there's meat in the house and then we just go into the freezer and get it or into the fridge and get it. Nothing could be simpler. Nothing could be simpler. So I think okay. that I think we all kind of loom over the edge of this impossibly high closet and we're like do we do it alone or do we do it together? What do you think? Do we split up and cover more ground or do we act as a team? So I think we should split up while Maisha's distracted filling the bathtub and scrubbing Fred. I think we can hear Fred mm-hmm. like yelling. Ah! Not in the ears. Very good. We split up. We find we find the box. We find the papers. We fig we 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 all in. If we do this, there's no all turning in. back. Okay, gonna do it. All right. So, what is Cheese Sandwich's game plan, and what objective is he going for? So. I think that Cheese Sandwich is going to check the bedroom to okay. see if Maisha left her bag in there. And I think uh I think Hamhawk meanwhile is going to make a break for the papers because being a foodie, I think she recognizes. I think she she recognizes maybe not the exact layout of a recipe, but she recognizes the papers that Maisha looks at when she cooks. Okay. Okay, so Hamhawk is looking for the recipe papers. Cheese Sandwich is going for the phone. Yes. Okay. So why don't we each make a bid, and then and then that'll tell us where we end our scene about our progress on our two objectives. Okay. So do you want to bid first? Yeah, I will bid first. Okay, what do you got? I have a black nine. I have a red nine. All right. So I I think that means that like I find the papers like I find the papers and like the first recipe, you know, whether or not I recognize it just says like bison chili in big letters. Like it's not it's not hidden. It's not it's mm-hmm. not a challenge to find the recipe that we're looking for. Right. It's just sort of out in the open. Okay. So how did how did cheese sandwich do? Okay, so yeah, cheese sandwich, I've got a red seven. I also have a red seven. Okay, so something out of the ordinary is going to happen. Um, hmm. I'm going to say that... So, how about this? Yeah. So, cheese sandwich creeps into the bedroom. Yep. Where Maisha's bag is sitting there uh, on a, like a small table by the bed, 
jumps up, he kind of knocks it over to see what's inside, and just then the phone starts ringing, and Maisha appears in the doorway to answer the phone, and uh, Cheese Sandwich has to duck under the bed to avoid getting caught for bath time. So he's located the phone, but isn't able to actually do anything with it because someone's calling Maisha. I, well, I, I know you're, I know you're in here. You can't, you can't hide from, you can't hide from me because I know you're nearby because I can't, I can't breathe. I know you're nearby. And I think, I think as, as she is saying this, uh, Hamhawk is, is like hiding around the doorway with the paper in her mouth, like, Oh no, we gotta get him out of there. He's gonna get back. <laughs> okay. That's a good suspenseful yep. spot to to break. Okay. So I have driven I've drew for this scene the red eight, the red one. Okay. Do you think I've earned it? So what's that? Do you think that I've earned it? I think you. I think you did well in this scene. I don't think you you deserve a, a red one. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna t- toss that aside. Okay, I've got a red six. And since this is a, a bad card, you could make me take this bad card if you thought I did so badly that I I deserved a red six. I don't think you deserve a red six because I don't think it was your fault. Okay. Yeah. I think that you did okay. I think you did okay. your best. It's just extenuating circumstances led to you being caught here. Okay. If I was a harsher cat, I might just, I might make you take it. But I think, <laughs> right. I think I'm willing okay. to give you a break. I appreciate that mercy. Oh, I flipped over right. a red five for the next scene. I should have taken that one. It's when you roll the dice. Yep. All right. So class captain bids here what the next scene should be about uh i think the next scene should be probably probably uh i'm gonna say the i'm gonna say uh maisha carrying off a cheese sandwich to the bath as uh hamhawk desperately tries to think of how to free him okay so I think that next scene should be, I think in the next scene, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of an alternative to what you suggested, because that seemed the obvious, uh, the, the obvious um, direction there. No, okay, here's my idea. So in the next scene, uh, the, this phone call was not just... Uh, chit chat kind of phone call this was a, a very important phone call for mm-hmm. uh maisha and she has some important business now to take care of okay all right so i bid a black three i blew i bid a red eight okay so i am our class captain for this scene um and so i'll be in that scene Okay, so 
Yeah, so Maisha has picked up the phone, uh, and somebody on the other end is saying some stuff to her. Cheese Sandwich is huddling under the bed, uh, you know, cowering in fear that Maisha is going to find him and bathe him. And uh, uh, Hamhawk is at the door looking on in, in horror. Uh, I imagine Professor Puka is probably with you uh, seeing this situation. Uh and so Maisha um, seems both excited and nervous uh, in talking to this person on uh, the other end of the line. And, you know, we, we can't always understand everything that humans are talking about, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, we, we definitely hear her say, oh, well, then I'll, I'll get it started right away. Um, and she hangs up the phone. She puts it back in her bag, like stands her bag up uh, straight again and uh, kind of hustles out of the room. And she even sees uh, Puka and Hamhawk near the door and steps around you two, but uh, doesn't seem to care that there are uh, there's a dirty kitten there that she was planning to, to give a bath to. And she hustles downstairs and uh, we can hear the, the clanking of, uh, of pots and pans in the kitchen. And I think, uh, go ahead. I think Hamhawk is sitting there and like watching her from over the stairs like, oh, something's up. Something is up. I don't yeah, like it. And she can see Maisha get out the biggest pot in the kitchen. And put it on the stove, turn the burner on. And she starts rummaging for some things in uh, the fridge. I think we got our I think we got our proof of the bison, but I feel like there's bigger fish to fry now. Oh, I wonder if there's fish. Oh, that would be the <laughs> best. And um, Puka says, uh, oh kitties, this this is a potentially emergency situation. Um and Puka like starts looking at that that menu, uh, and it's uh, got some little pictures on it. And Puka points with one claw to there's a, a series of chili peppers at the bottom of the the recipe. And uh, Puka points out and says, "This means if she finishes the chili, it is too spicy for kitties." Oh, no. We have so to the, get that meat before she cooks it. We have to move now. We There's no waiting. This is it. This is now our moment, right? We have to just... Okay. Yeah. We, ha- we have to get down there. And so I think I'm going to use my laser. All right. So I have a zoo, zoo, zoo. I can summon the animals of the world to help me. So I've got uh, black 10, black 1, black 8, red 10, red 6. Uh, so my my laser comes out uh, mildly positive for me. Um, so I think that that what my what my laser does is that there are there are some birds outside the window that you know when it's not bath time we like to spend a lot of time watching the birds. Mm-hmm seeing how they how they do things and i think these birds come swooping in through the window not breaking it somehow uh and 
there's a, a bird that picks up each of us and flies with us down into the kitchen. And so I think there's maybe like a, I think there's a cardinal that's got me and there is, uh, let's see, we'll say there's a, we'll say there's a turkey that picks up Professor Puka. All right. And, and what kind of bird would you like to be uh, uh, born by? I think I'm picked up by something real incongruous, like a seagull. Okay. And it just doesn't make any sense. And we're just like, yeah. all right. Okay. So these birds swoop in and they fly us down into the kitchen and they fly in circles around Maisha for a little bit. Uh, and she's like, oh my gosh, what are all these birds doing? And she's like swatting uh, at us with her uh, her wooden spoon that she was going to use to stir the, the chili as she was going to start making it. Um, and there's like feathers flying everywhere. Um, and one of the birds uh, like lands on her, her cutting board and like knocks uh, a tomato that she was chopping off onto the floor. Uh, and then they all flutter down the stairs into the basement where the big chest freezer lives. Mm -hmm. And they kind of deposit us there and then fly off through the little basement window. Again, not breaking the glass or anything, just kind of passing uh, straight through it. And so Professor Puka kind of shakes himself off and points to the, the chest freezer and says, in there, if there's a if there's prize meat in this house, it's going to be in the big freezer. And I think still, probably, I think still, still carried by the seagull, uh, Hamhawk throws a salute and says, bombs away, and, and takes a, a giant leap, a giant leap through, through, uh, through the air, like to land in the, in the freezer and get a hold of this bison. And for that, I'm going to throw down a bid. All right. Is that I think I think you could count that as a, a physics if you wanted to use I that will. bonus. I think I will. Uh yep, bid is still better than the two that I drew, but those two are getting discarded right. now, which is a good thing. Alright, what do you got? A black seven. Okay. I also have a black seven. Alright. We've a lot had of ties more ties in this this game than I've ever had playing this game. It's weird. Okay. All right, so you are you are trying to jump into that freezer. Yep. Okay. I think I have a proposition. If that's all right. Okay. Go go for it. I would love. I think I land in the freezer. I like. I grab the the meat. Like I see it, and it's like glowing mm -hmm. in front of me. I'm like that's it. And I grab it, and I turn around just in time to. I think. Uh, for Maisha to go, no, don't grab it. Oh, she's gonna be right over. Oh, oh no, but please. Oh, gosh. And she's very, like, obviously dejected. This was obviously an event that was very important for her to be making this chili. Mm hmm. Okay. So and we've got the meat, but we have fallen. disappointed Maisha. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's heartbreaking. Um, I think I'm, but I think, I think at this point I have to use my laser. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to draw it. Oh, that's a black that's a red 10. I really wish that I had traded that for one of those ones. 
So that is a 4, 7, and 3 black and a 5 and 10 red, which balances out to a red 1. Okay. All right, so your laser is clue, clue, clue. So we're going to get some some information that is uh that is not so good. Mhm. Let me think what would be a good a good minor backfire. Uh I think I think picture. that like we see her disappointed mm-hmm. and my laser gives me just enough information to know that like if kitty touches meat, you can't put it in human food. And so I realize like what I have done and mm-hmm. feel that disappointment and like I'm like, oh no, but that means oh no. Yeah, we we've we were so fixated on getting this meat, we didn't realize we were gonna ruin dinner for Maisha and her guest. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I would love for that to be the uh, end of the scene. I think that's a good scene end. Yeah, because I think our, I no, think a good, a good. I think our end. next. I think our next and probably last scene is like trying to make this right. Is like as a team yeah. with Puka trying to figure out how to make it right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, for my, so I've got a, a. We both got since we both used our, our lasers in the scene. We both got a brand new set of yep. face down cards. I have drawn a black two. Do you think I earned the right to add that to my laser? I think I think so. I think that you. I think I think so. Okay, I'll go ahead and put that in there just to. Make right. things interesting. What do you got? I have a red four. Okay, I, I, I kind of want to make you take that red I think four. I, I think I gotta take that red four. Because yeah, you. Oh, and that's a black five. You, you, that I you messed down. up. You messed up Maisha's dinner. Yep, I think that's. I think that's. I think I gotta take it. Yeah. So you gotta swap that for something that was in there. All right. So I have my bid for the final scene. All right. I have my bid as well. Okay. So my proposition is that, so we've ruined the meat. So to make things right, we need to find a good vegetarian recipe for Maisha to make. Mm, That's solid. That's very good. Uh, I think that uh, I think I'm I'm in a similar spot to you last scene where like, I got to think of like, because that feels like the natural next yeah. place to go. Yeah. And you can always kind of uh, tank your bid as well. You could just make up whatever and throw down a really bad card. I think uh, I think the next scene is, I'm going to say, I think we have to get rid of these birds. I think that the, like, I think, I think dealing with these birds could be, could be how we make up, how we make up the, uh, Maybe that's how we make things right. You know, we did fill the house with wild birds. Okay. I did throw down a red seven, though. Okay. I have a black five. Perfect. Okay. All right. So, yeah. So, Maisha has, you know, she's seen that the meat is spoiled, and she's she's so upset that she can't even, like, stay to discipline us. Um, you know, she, like, she looks at her her phone to see what time it is. And it's like, oh my gosh, and goes back upstairs. Um, and we all kind of look at each other like, 
uh-oh, what did we do? Um, Bad news, gang. It turns out uh, we shouldn't have been going for that meat. Turns out it was from Aisha. And uh, you know what? In retrospect, we should have known that. In retrospect, that probably... I'll take as much blame for that as anybody. That seems like a really a, a call for all of us, but... Yeah. Professor Puka kind of nods. It's like, yes, we've all learned a lesson about being greedy. Mm, yes, indeed. However, when I was looking at those recipes, some of the recipes have a bison on them. Some of the recipes have a bird, like a chicken, on them. Oh, chicken's really good, though. But some of the recipes... I didn't pay a lot of attention to these because like, they had like a carrot or a cauliflower. And I was like, that's not food for kitties, but maybe that's food for people. Okay. I could see that. I could justify that. She said, I was like, you mean a vegetarian recipe? She could cook that? Uh, it's, it's, it's certainly better than nothing. Okay. Well, we got to find one for her then. Okay, I mean, there's got to be one around here somewhere. Half of this, half of this house is full of papers. That's true. So I think that cheese sandwich at least is gonna kind of sneak, or like slink back up the stairs, uh, and kind of poke around. I think uh, Maisha is sitting at the kitchen table with like her head in her hands. Um, like trying to figure out what to do. All right, we need to split up. We need to split up and cover the house, and somebody find that recipe. Okay. Remember, though tempting. No, no chickens. Okay. All right. So why don't we each say where we're gonna look, and then we'll each put out a bid, and whoever bids higher, uh, will find. A suitable recipe. Does that sound yeah, good? Yeah, it sounds great. That sounds great. All right. Okay. So I think that I'm going to check um, the living room because there's a lot of books and papers in the living room. And I think I'm going to check Maisha's office. Like back where the other recipes were, it seems mm. like it would be the likely culprit. It's true. All right. I have I've thrown a, a, red, a red nine. I've got a red two. All right. So what have you what have you found? Okay. So I think that I, I go into the uh, the living room and there is uh, you know bookshelves and Maisha is one of those kind of people that doesn't keep her bookshelves very neat. Like there's there's lots of books on there and there's like other books like sideways stacked on top of them and there's papers uh, shoved here and there. So I kind of get up alongside one of the shelves and I just start knocking stuff off, uh, you know, with my little little kitten paws uh, until finally there's a, a big book that falls down and it falls open to a picture of uh, a big cauliflower. Mm -hmm. And it's like in this like roasting pan and my eyes just get really big because, oh my gosh, like that's, that's clearly a, a vegetarian recipe, uh, in that book. 
Uh, in fact, I think this is, it's not even a cookbook. It was just, it was some other book. And this is like a, a recipe that she or somebody at some point tore out of the newspaper, out of like the food section of the Sunday newspaper and had just like stuck in this book for safekeeping. And mm-hmm. this, this paper comes falling out, uh, of there. And so I think I, I meow as loud as I can, uh, to, kind of get a hold of uh hamhawk and i think hamhawk uh appears as if from nowhere just peeks her head up uh-huh. what'd you find anything like that's a vegetable that's a vegetable I'll point at the, the thing it's a vegetable it's a vegetable we got to take it to maisha all right we got to be quick though we got to okay. be quick though i know she said she didn't have much time before and that's before well everything happened yeah 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 I got okay. this. This is you on me. Okay. Cheese sandwich? Yeah. You did good. Thank you. Alright, I have my bid. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say this is physics because I am defying the laws of natural reality to get there as fast as possible. Alright. In fact, I might even call this astronomy, because I'm about to break the speed of light to get over to this other to get over All to right. this uh Except the physics is the one that gives you the advantage and astronomy doesn't. Oh, well, then there you go. Then I'm absolutely <laughs> going to call it physics, because that's going to give me an advantage. Right. That's okay. one. That's two. And I have thrown down. All right. I have my card, my bid. All right. What do you got? A black five. Okay, I bid a black four against you, so you, you barely get it. <sighs> Just in time. Moments, moments before it's too late. Uh-huh. I, I, I curl up to her leg and she's like, what the, what, what, what is that? Oh my, oh my God. Oh, I have cauliflower. This, <coughs> this is a really cute recipe. Oh my. And so she gets up and she like goes to the kitchen and starts pulling out ingredients and I think we all kind of congregate together for one final moment as we watch. Maybe maybe dinner turn out okay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think uh, I'm I'm going to going to propose that Maisha has like just gotten her cauliflower roast uh in the oven. She's had a moment to kind of uh you know, take a breather and the doorbell rings um and it's it's her her date at the door, mm-hmm. and she comes in and it's like, oh, Maisha, that smells so good. What are you making? Uh, and Maisha's like, oh, it's this cauliflower recipe that I found. I think I think as she says that, she throws a quick like a barely a glance over to the cats. Uh-huh. And I, I like to think we're we're sitting there, we're like slightly around the corner where. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maisha's date can't see us, but we're sitting there with that piece of uh, bison from the freezer, all kind of nibbling on it. Mm-hmm. And this cheese sandwich, Professor Puka. We did good. We did good. We did good. And I think that might be game. Yeah, I think so. Lovely. What a lovely. Oh, that was beautiful. That was wonderful. I loved it top to bottom. Thank you. That was that was a lot of fun. That was adorable. Oh, my goodness. This made my entire night. Excellent. Centaur, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. This was a blast. Thank you again for having me.
So real quick, before we wrap up, where can people find you and your work and Laser Kittens online? So uh, they can find uh, our company, Glitter Cats Fine Amusements, on either Twitter or Facebook at Play Glitter Cats. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter. I'm at Chef Stentor. Uh, and you can uh, keep a, an eye out during the month of February for our Kickstarter, which is called More Kittens. And there you can get uh, the expansion, you can get the new kitten cards, and you can also pick up the original core rule set. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was a blast. It was a delight. And now I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take it, future me. Thanks, past me. And thanks again to Stentor for coming on the show. That game was... Oh, that game was perfect. It was a beautiful, lovely, fun game that... I loved from beginning to end. I can't say enough nice things about it. Please go back more kittens on Kickstarter because it is a lovely game, a lovely expansion for a lovely game. I, I absolutely would love it to see it fund. It would make me so happy. So please go back it. You can find a link in the show notes. And, and of course, follow Stentor on Twitter at Chef Stentor. Then while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. Join our Discord community at bit.ly slash Discord. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a nice iTunes review, a social media shout-out, or a word-of-mouth recommendation to a friend. All of those things help new listeners find the show, which helps us do bigger, better, and cooler things. Consider backing uh, all of the things that I work on, my podcast, my games, all that cool stuff at patreon.com slash jeffstormer. If you enjoyed this show, consider checking out All My Fantasy Children, a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast on the OneShot Network, in which my best friend Aaron Gitano Saez and I take a listener prompt every week, and we spin it into an original fantasy character using some of our favorite tabletop role-playing games, populating a shared universe one story at a time. You can find that at allmyfantasychildren.com. Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Mega Rain, featuring the D&D Sluggers. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates or about coming onto the show, you can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. <sighs> and that's it for me. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody. 